The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. We're going rogue on the Geek Confidential Podcast. Welcome to the Geek Confidential Podcast. My name is Luke Kerr. Joining me, I have Craig Peters. Welcome. That would be me. Hi. That would be me. That would be you, not me. Yes. But you are my co-host and longtime friend. I am indeed. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Rogue One trailer. Maybe we should go into the weeds and start it off with the fact that flags can't rain across the galaxy. Do you by chance have a pet peeve about that? Yes, I do. How can flags rain? Flags can't rain over anything. They fly over countries. They fly over capitals. They don't rain over anything because they're just damn flags. <laughs> when I when I listened, I said that can't be right. That can no one could say that. That's so stupid. But guess what? <laughs> one of our favorite series of movies is Star Wars, and it's in the Star Wars trailer. Before the podcast started, I put in the quote. He goes, Luke, you have something wrong. And I'm like, nope, I don't. He goes, flags can't rain. I said, I don't care. It's in the trailer. We're going to use it. Wow. So so we're using it. What do you think of the trailer? Actually, I like this trailer and this movie so far better than I did the, the, the Force, Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. The trailer looks better. I don't know why they still can't find a Luke Skywalker replacement or at least someone of the same gender to be the hero. But, you know, it is it is the late two, uh, the mid uh, early 2000s, so maybe. But uh, well, I was going to say, why does it have to be? I mean, the, in Force Awakens had a female lead, yes. and she was very well-received. Yes, she was well-received. I liked her a lot. But now it's time to go back to someone. Man, this, this is back in the past. So, see, I come from the past where... But, yes, but I would like to see a, a Luke Sky, Skywalker type to to take the place of Luke Skywalker instead of someone of a different gender. I'm sorry. I'd like to see someone come back. Uh, I mean, they can have half and half, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see uh, a whiny teenager <laughs> take the place of Luke, the original whiny teenager. Um, I just love, I don't think that this is quite what they're going for. No, but they're we'll not. See. I understand that, but I love Luke Skywalker so much that I want to find someone that reminds me of him at least. Uh, but yeah, she looks good. The movie looks great. Everything looks looks awesome. Uh, I like the the for the use of the force in this um, in this in this trailer. I think I think it's good. I think this one's going to be better than Force Awakens. At least that's the way it looks. I was really worried about it because a prequel, really. But yeah, it looks pretty good. Well, the best part about it is Darth Vader. Yes, at the end. I mean, it's it's a really short tease, but. It's really it. It definitely makes you want to see more. Oh yeah, absolutely. We haven't seen Darth Vader in a while. Dun, 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 yes, I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see Darth back. He's the best villain ever. Darth baby, come back. Well, well maybe, that might be the wrong joke. Wick, Wicked Witch of the West and Darth Vader. They kind of are the same in my mind. Maybe maybe Wicked Witch of the West is actually his is great 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 granddaughter or great 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 grandmother depending on secret lover i'm secret love secret lover god that'd be awful <laughs> she, she's not she's not the most attractive uh lover in the world 
but have you seen Vader's face? No, good point. <laughs> good point. But Natalie Portman and then the Wicked Witch of the West, somehow there's a there's a real contrast there, wouldn't you say? I will give you that. I will give you that. On last week's podcast, at the end, when we were talking about recommendations, uh, your recommendation was Stranger Things. Now, I have not had a chance to watch it yet, so this is going to be a rare occasion where we're actually going to avoid spoilers, but I want, even though I already am convinced that I'm going to watch it, I want you to convince me to watch it. Why should I watch it, tune in to Stranger Things? Well, one of, one of the favorite boy-buddy movies ever is a movie called Stand By Me. One of the greatest fantasies ever was E.T. And, of course, Stephen King uh, has, writes some of the best scary stuff ever. And Spielberg is the great director ever. It's like all four of those things uh, had sex together, and this is their baby. That's how good this thing is. There, there's these these kids who are, you know, they're doing their kid thing. It's like the, the, uh, the, the like, 1980 or thereabouts, right? And these kids are doing their thing and they're walking along railroad tracks and doing all the cool stuff you do. And one of their buddies gets kidnapped and and he's caught in a in a trap where where he's trying to avoid a monster and you never see you don't see the monster in the first part and then pretty soon there's a there's a little episode of a fire starter kind of thing where this young girl, this young bald girl shows up and she's doing all this crazy stuff. So you've got all of this this uh this kid tension the pre preteen sexual tension. You've got all of this the scary stuff going on, and pretty soon you get so involved in this series of TV shows on on Netflix that uh, everyone you I mean series of episodes, series of episodes, however you want to call it. it, seems like seems like little mini movies is what it seems like. But but yeah, you get so involved and wrapped up that I did two four hour sessions to watch all eight episodes. Everybody I've talked to has either watched them straight through or done pretty much what I did, watched watched four hours and then went to sleep, then got up and watched the other four hours. I mean, it's that engaging and that much fun. You just have to see what's happening. It's got some great, some great... How is Winona Ryder? Is this her her comeback? In a weird... After being in the wilderness for so long? She looks beaten to hell and gone. She's she's smoking like a chimney and she's she, she's she's haggard. And I mean, she really looks the part of a mother who's just lost her child. And she gets, she gets, I don't know if anybody, anyone out there has seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but she's kind of like Richard, a female Richard Dreyfus who's obsessed with finding her son, which of course I'm sure a mother would be. But I'm telling you, she, she really, she really plays the part. It doesn't seem like it's a Winona Ryder at all. At all. I kept forgetting it was Winona Ryder. I had to think, who is this after all? And so, yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's, she's terrific. This may be her comeback, but in a weird way. Any strange or any, any strange yeah, stranger. <laughs> things, uh, yes. Any, um, any other strong characters that you recommend? Well, the, the kids, I don't know the name. I mean, I really don't know the, the characters names too well. Cause I was so involved in the, in watching the show. So I, you know, usually I memorize the, the names of the characters, but the kids are just terrific. All of the kids are great. Um, but the, uh, Matthew Modine is a creepy, he's a creepy, uh, genius doctor who you, actually you want to stab him everybody at watching this is going to going to want to, to drive a drive a stake through his heart he's um the little girl is ab- he's a soul sucker in other words he's, he is definitely a soul sucker i mean S- seriously 
I have a question for you then, because being a blogger is one of those things where even though you may not have watched something, you're still aware of it because of the periphery news that you just can't avoid as you're um, scouring the news, uh, scouring the web for news. And one of the things that I came across was how much gay nerds are loving the character of Barb. Did she stand out for you the way uh, that she has for the gay geek community? Oh yeah, she's she's absolutely amazing. Every she, I mean, she steals she steals the screen on you know when she's on when she's on. She's just absolutely captivating, and she's such a heroine. She's such she's she's got the old school feel from from back in the, you know the late seventies, early eighties. But yet she's got this this heroic uh, aspect, and she she at first you know you think she's just kind of a whiny teenage type, but she just get, 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 gains more and more and more uh, power through the through the the series and you, you obviously you have to fall in love with her so yeah she is she's really awesome I'm definitely going to give it a try my goal is since we have some plans for some other podcasts coming up um, my goal is to get it watched by Labor Day and then after Labor Day uh, weekend when I get back from my trip then we will uh, discuss it more in depth so that gives everybody who's listening plenty of time to get caught up before we actually discuss it on the podcast. One of the movies that we haven't really discussed a lot on this podcast, even though it does fall under the geek um, umbrella, is Ghostbusters. Now, there was a lot of controversy uh, before it came out about the all-female cast. There was a lot of trolling of the original trailer when it came out. And the box office was, uh, the initial box office, I should say, was okay. It wasn't great. But... The Hollywood Reporter um, published a story this last week about how Ghostbusters is heading for a $70 million loss and the sequel is now unlikely. What do you think brought that about? Do you think it's the fact that they did the all-female cast? Do you think that they should have had a male member in the cast? Do you think that it was just, I mean, let's face it, the geek we as nerds and geeks, the community sometimes can be very... And I hate and and I'm doing this with a very broad stroke. But when we get our minds set on something, we won't like it no matter what. And and a lot of people will just basically paint things with a broad brush. And and it that maybe do you think that contributed to the fact that it didn't do as well? Or do you think it has something to do more with the fact that they shouldn't have just made a remake in the first place or a continuation, I should say, considering technically it's not a remake? I can. This is my opinion. I I wanted to hate this movie. I really thought they were they were throwing shite on a on on a, a bed of roses. I really thought they were they were burying something that that is an absolute classic film. And when you take on a classic film that is has lasted generations and still just as good as when you when people originally saw it, you're you're taking a huge risk. And this was a huge risk. What? But they. Instead of doing what perhaps they should have, and including the original characters who were still living, obviously, including those guys, maybe as parents or uncles or, or you know, retired Ghostbusters or whatever you want to do, with, instead of doing that, they tried to recreate an iconic film. And, and they, they did tributes to the original film, but they didn't have the same characters involved. Had they done that, I think this film might have been a great success, even though it was 
it was all females. I didn't, as much as I thought I might mind the fact that they, they switched all the characters around, they didn't really replace the characters that we, people were that pe- with people that were equivalent, I mean, characters that were equivalent, and they didn't include the original characters who were stu- still living. They just threw the original characters in, in parts that didn't fit their original roles in the movie. So I enjoyed that part of it, but it would never be a movie I would see again, nor would I truly recommend it to anyone else. But I didn't mind it as much as I thought. But uh, it wasn't the, they did play the, the roles fairly seriously, which is good because the original film had all the humorous, hilarious moments, but the characters are relatively serious in their hilarity. Uh, this one did the, kind of the same thing, but there's just no way you can recreate, you can recreate something so iconic ever, but let alone when you don't, when you don't include the original characters and they're still around and still in the movie. So they just lost so much. It's just, it's all, it's darn near impossible. It's why I, uh, not geek, centered necessarily but the magnificent seven i just can't imagine that movie doing anything for the same reason because that i'm sorry the magnificent seven trailer that's coming out looks awesome and i will be there yeah but you haven't really been a a major fan of the original so i don't i've watched the original i know but you know the original is the original so trying to recreate that uh the original is not the original because it's based off of a japanese samurai movie yes and so it's so magnificent seven isn't even actually an original in the first it is an original recreated over a samurai movie (laughs) so and if you can go back it was it probably came from an original the original probably came from some other story in in original china there's never nothing new under the sun but um, trying to recreate a classic is, is usually an, an episode in true, real clinical depression. You're going to go down the hill if you don't, if you try it. It's like recreating uh, a new hope in star Wars. It's never going to happen. You're never going to be able to re- recreate that movie. And that was a classic. If you watch that and then you watch magnificent seven, it's not a recreation. It's just a reimagining in a new world. And this was not, this was trying to take the, this new Magnificent Seven is trying to do the same thing in the same world with the same type, somewhat type of characters. So, um, so I'm, I'm bewailing that one and this one I, I bewailed it beginning, but I didn't hate it so much, but I couldn't recommend it to anybody. In Ghostbusters defense, I should say, or in Sony's defense, in the same article with that has the headline of them losing possibly $70 million, a Hollywood reporter says that Sony does dispute the figures because of the calculations and the revenue streams that they have. Even before co-financing, it's not even remotely close to that number. So they say this loss calculation is way off. So maybe the loss calculation is way off. That's entirely possible. But that's not saying that it's profitable and it's not necessarily acknowledging the fact that it could have been so much better in the box. And Sony doesn't want to lose face. So they may be saying it just. Well, after after the email scandal, they don't really. Yeah, it's it's not it's it's sort of hard to get much worse than having internal emails published online for everyone to read. Yeah. So that's the political season now. Yes. It's really, really hard to recover from that. I totally agree. Let's talk about a different box office. The one for suicide squad. Uh, Variety is reporting that in the second week, it's dropping 66%. 
um, which isn't quite as bad as Batman v Superman. Uh, Batman v Superman dropped 69%. So it's not quite that level, but it does seem like maybe the bad word of mouth is getting out about it and because it's not sustainable this is not these films are not performing the way marvel performs are you surprised by this or based on our discussion of suicide squad last week do you think this is in line well the problem is that when you when you when you go in to see a movie to begin with and you're a comic book fan or you're excited you go in with with high expectations or you like the film and of course you you get all the fans to come in Oddly enough, the the critics gave Suicide Squad a twenty six percent, but the the people that actually saw it gave it a seventy percent. Well, when you go on Rotten Tomatoes, on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm sorry, on Rotten Tomatoes, yes. And so what happens is, uh, if you if you if you're planning on going a little later, you look you look at the you often look at the ratings before you go, and you see twenty six percent. I don't know if I'm going to go see this film or not. It's really hard uh, to do anything after that first week when the critics pan it. Even though your buddies are saying, hey, go see it, you know, you say, oh, let me look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and you see that it didn't do so well, you kind of avoid it. I do that myself, and everyone I know kind of does that. Uh, that's why I try go seeing it the first week, so I don't deliberately not go see it later because the, the critics didn't like it. So I think that's a big part of it. Not only that, but it's not a movie that just gets a second or third viewing. I mean, Civil War, a lot of people want to see it a second or third time. I went to see it a second time within days because i liked it so much uh i would never go back to see batman versus superman that you'd have to stab me in the heart to get me ever see that again but um and drag me into the theater dying um with with uh, suicide squad i can see myself watching it on hbo or showtime or one of the one of the the movie channels i can see myself doing that i will never watch batman v superman again so there are some redeeming qualities to suicide squad but not enough to rescue the box primarily office. harley quinn harley quinn is yeah harley quinn is margot robbie i think she was great in the role she was fun she was she was attractive she was crazy funny and uh also, uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. I really like that character. I, I want to see more of that character and other things. I wish he'd moved, moved to Marvel so he'd, he'd have a lot more fun. He, he'd, he'd actually get some good exposure. Get some good exposure, make, make a few extra dollars. But those two characters, I thought, uh, really kind of made the film for me. So I didn't like the film a whole lot, but I liked it enough that, like I said, I'd see it again. Um, and so... But you still, there's not enough there. There's no, there's no fun factor. People, people won't go to them and say, "Wow, you got to see Deadpool. It is so funny, hilarious, and everybody dies." I mean, and you hear it all the time. Have you seen Deadpool yet? I can't imagine anyone walking up. And saying, hey, have you seen Suicide Squad yet? So guess what? The box office is going to drop like a rock. I mean, it's got to do that. You can't you, to have that sustainability. You have to have a movie that's fun and everybody's not just talking about they have to be glowing about it so like we like our earlier talk about stranger things everybody i know is going to see stranger things now but um so anyway doesn't doesn't surprise me i'm it's sad because i wanted it to be good but what can you do so while we're on the topic of suicide squad I was on BuzzFeed, and BuzzFeed, of course, has all of these addictive quizzes. In this case, they had a, which Suicide Squad character are you? So I was like, okay, I'm going to go, and I'm going to take this and see where it is. And so the first time I went through, I made all my picks. And 
if there were two options, I went with my first pick on whatever it was. I didn't do a lot of thinking about it, but I made a note of what it was that would have been my other pick that I might have went with. So I went back and did it the second time. Guess who I got the first time I did? Okay, I'm going to fall out of my chair if I if this is right. You probably were Harley Quinn. No, I was not <laughs> Harley Quinn in either in either scenario. Oh. That would actually be very dangerous. Um, I really don't want to imagine myself dressed like that or carrying a baseball bat. Me um, <laughs> no, the the first the first time I went through, I got Amanda Waller. Oh my god! And, 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 and <laughs> they said the definition was a lot of people have told you that you have no heart, and you know what? You don't care. You have a hard exterior because you're prepared to do things other people are afraid to do. You're a cold and calculating person, but you're also someone who gets results. The type of person who triumphs in life, even if it's isolating. Your unfriendly exteriors is the only superpower you need. It's Luke. So I, that was. <laughs> I am not wrong. I am never wrong. <laughs> That's Luke. Yes. <laughs> so this the second time I went through it with all my second picks, um, I got Diablo. Well, there you go. And. and <laughs> It went, you're someone who suffered and had a hard life. That's why you have a ton of repressed rage that can come out explosively at any moment. Remember that you're your own master and that you decide how to control it. If you find peace, there's nothing that can stop you. By the way, don't forget to stay hydrated. You know how overheated you can get. Wow. I was like, okay, Diablo might be a little bit closer to the truth. (laughs) No, I think Amanda Waller. Though I've seen the Diablo side of you. I think Amanda Waller is probably it. I would have to be Rick Flagg. I'm going to go take that test. It has to be Rick Flagg for me. Well, you tre- check it out and then let me know. I, Maybe on the next podcast. I always, I always, I always picture myself as the, the hero, the Boy Scout. You realize that you, you know who you're going to turn out as. Probably Deadshot. <laughs> you're going to turn out as Harley Quinn. Oh, I know. <laughs> No, I my baseball bat is not my weapon of destruction. It's more of a more of a pistol or a shotgun. <laughs> if I turn out as Holly Quinn, that'll knock me out of my chair too. That would also surprise me. Yes. I just have to say. I I should have mentioned this when we were talking about Rogue uh Rogue One. But there was some really sad news this last week, especially for Star Wars fan. Kenny Baker who played R2D2 died at the age of 81. Craig, you were around when the movie first came out. I, when I watched the Star Wars films, it was when I was older, when things like CGI and things existed. So I never really gave much thought um, when I first watched them that it wasn't just some sort of animatron, as it were. I didn't realize that there was someone actually inside it. But then later on, I learned that I was like, oh, well, this is really cool. But one of the things I love about Star Wars is popularity of characters can manifest themselves in unexpected ways. Do you have a favorite R2-D2 memory or um, a favorite memory of the actor? Yes. Well, the R2-D2 memory. (laughs) I can remember to to this day that it looked like, honest to God, I thought in my mind, R2-D2 is bouncing from one leg to the other and shaking all over. I'm thinking, I'll bet Kenny Baker has to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I 
honest to God, I can remember. I wasn't Kenny. I didn't think Kenny Baker until later, but I bet the guy in there has to go to the bathroom. I mean, just the wiggling and the squeaking and everything else. Uh, it just, I've never, he's, he's one of the most famous actors you've never, you've never seen. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, he, uh, that one always, always, always got me that it just looked like he's got to go to the bathroom, but, but, uh, yeah, R2D2 is just terrific. I mean, it was, it was Muppet level. Wow. I love this thing. I love this thing. I mean, I, I wish it was really alive because it's really just a machine, but boy, it has such characters. So, uh, it was the first time I really fell in love with artificial intelligence was when I first saw R2-D2. And then, of course, with Anthony Daniels, who was C-3PO, how in the hell does he fit into that suit? <laughs> and, and, oh, my God, walking in that sand, I don't care how cold it is out, that's got to be hotter than hell. I mean, <laughs> but, but it was, it was amazing. The way they did it, the way that uh, uh, Lucas did the, the first Star Wars film, which was, of course, episode four, a new hope later, later title. Um, it was, it was, it was stunning. They, uh, we all had, we all had grown up with the, with the old forbidden planet kind of, uh, CGI back then. And when we saw this movie, that was so amazing. No one had ever seen anything like it before. Somebody goes back and looks at it now, even though it's been redone that they CGI obviously looks kind of, uh, off, but back then there was very little CGI. So much of it was done with with animatronics or with, with just film, film editing. But I'm telling you, it was just the best thing ever. And of course there was, there was the classic movie that was like the one I was talking about where everybody, it was science fiction fans, fantasy fans, movie fans, people that had never seen a movie in their life went to see this film. And it was just talked about everywhere. 13. I remember seeing it 13 times and it was still in the theaters. Many of the theaters, a year to a year and a half later. I mean, you could see it over and over and over. You always knew it was going to be at one of the theaters in your town. You could see it again and again and again. And people did. I mean, it was the biggest phenomenon I'd, I'd personally ever seen. And it was that amazing. So, yeah, the, but the way they did the, the, those, those uh, Chewbacca as well, Peter Mayhew, the, it was just, it was just inc- incredible and riveting, riveting. And I'm pretty sure you didn't watch The Force Awakens 13 times in theaters. I barely got through it once. Enjoyed it. Barely got through it once. Is that one you would watch again? I'll, I would. Considering this podcast wasn't around when Star Wars came out, yeah, I, while we're on the topic of Star Wars, would you watch Force Awakens in theaters a second time? Uh, in theaters? Yeah, I'd, I'd see it maybe a second time. I'd see it a second time. I mean, uh, 13 times for the original Star Wars, each of the others maybe three or four times with friends or relatives. And, hey, you want to go to see Star Wars again? Sure, I'll go get That was three or four times. Um, Force Awakens, I'd probably see it one more time. Force, if, if the new one comes out and it's as good as it looks, I may see that 13 times, but we'll see. But yeah. Well, the, I, when, I, when I think of movies that I've watched in theaters multiple times, there's only a couple that have ever made it to three. There's some that I've went to twice because I went and watched it on my own and then went to it with friends again but there's only been a few that it where i've went to it more than twice because i myself wanted to see it right the matrix definitely the first matrix i i think i went that three or four times and uh jj abrams reboot of star trek i watched that three times in the theater and i watch it once or twice a year i love that film close um and for me it was close encounters of the third kind 
I saw that several times because it was pretty damned amazing. E.T., of course, I saw that everybody wanted to go see that, too, so I probably saw that three or four times. Um, I saw. You know the movie that I wish they would re-release in theaters? Which one? That I would absolutely go multiple times? Yes. Fifth Element. Oh, fifth. Alt, one of my all-time... Oh, the Fifth fa- Elephant. No, not Elephant. <laughs> element. One of my all-time favorites. And any time... It does not matter. Anytime that movie is on, if I'm flipping channels and it is on, my DV, or TV will stay on that channel. What I really need to do is I just need to record it on my DVR on an HD channel so that I can just watch it whenever I want. Yep. Or... I guess I could always buy the DVD. Yes, you could do that. You could, or Blu-ray even. It, you could you could splurge and get the Blu-ray. It, it, it's amazing how that the, this technology that we have at our disposal. It is indeed. And what which would two two TV stations when I was a kid. Now I have two hundred and seventy plus all the premium channels. So I mean it's the advancement in fifty years is un unfreaking believable. <laughs> But I love it. Uh, I love it, Luke. I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. I have do. a tablet wherever I go so I can watch anything, anywhere. I, I, Ironically, I don't take my tablet. I just carry my phone with me. Oh, your that's phone it. Works. I, yeah. I have a phablet. I have a phablet so I could. That's one of those little geeky things I just love. I have a phablet. I'm going to get a new. I'm sure I'm going to get a new Note 7 real soon here. I don't even know how to respond gotta, to gotta that. I, I should be. I don't know if I should be proud. I don't know if I should. It's your fault. Like, mock you. It's your I don't fault. know. I had a little yeah. crappy little little uh, little, and I was like, Craig, you need to upgrade. I need to. And you're the one that talked me into this damn 55 inch big screen TV too. <laughs> what can I say? Um. Amanda Waller, you so, must get a 55-inch t- screen TV. You must get a new smart smartphone. Okay, okay. Don't hit. If you've ever done one of those Best Buy surveys, like after you've, uh, or some of the other, I don't know if you've taken them, but I've done it for television shows, like on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, they'll ask you about your interests and things, and they say, do you consider yourself to be an influencer who re- makes recommendations? <laughs> and I'm like, well, sort of. Yeah. Um, sort of works out that way. And I'm the guy, do you, do you, do you, do you, are you the first one to grab new technology? Yeah, I am. I am. New computer, new smartphone, new everything. Except for you were late on the smartphone and the TV, which doesn't make I sense. I was, I was a little late on those. I waited for the price to come down to where it seemed it seemed like a human being could actually afford it. Okay. So there's a there's a reason. I want to ask you about Sausage Party. Oh God. Because every because every time I see the trailer, it's one of those movies that I I would love to see. I haven't had a chance to see it, and I probably won't with the amount of time that's left before Labor Day. You should because it's. But it looks Sausage like it's going Party to be hilarious. Is your kind of movie. For sure. Yeah. Uh, the sausages. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. When Do you plan on seeing it? Oh, yeah. Because if you do, we'll discuss it on the podcast. Otherwise, it's going to be one of those things. I can't things take any of my, even my 18-year-old, I'd, I'd hesitate to take to see that. 18-year-old grandson, guys. Uh, I'd hesitate to, see, hesitate to take to see that one, but definitely none of Why? my other ones. Sausage Why? party? Are you kidding me? Well, it's about it's about produce and groceries in a grocery store. Yes, Craig. And Felix the cat was about a pussy cat. Yes, I know. 
Cool World. It did, cool World it, was about a about a, a chick. <laughs> no, it was a little more than that. <laughs> it did well at the box office, though. Uh, though it did take some of the steam out of uh, Suicide Squad. Sausage Party is doing thirty three point six million dollars. It ca- it came in second, but that's still pretty good. Pete's Dragon didn't do so well. It's twenty one point five million, but everything I've read about it is that it has had amazing reviews. And so I, I loved the original version. So I would definitely like to see it. I just don't think I'll get to it in the theaters. I'll probably end up watching it at home. I'm thinking it's suffering from the school starting syndrome. School. Well, there's that too. So school starts in about a week. Once that's over, I think it'll build back up again, but we'll see. Well, here in Arizona, school has already started. Oh, well, that's part of it. Too, they, they, like as of last week, it had already started here. Then that's probably so. why it's suffering some. But I know all of my grandkids are getting ready to school this, uh, go to school this next week. So it's going to be after that that I'll be able to take them, and then of course the numbers will start going up. But but everything I've seen, it looks amazing, and it's got it, it has good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and other places. So you know, I have decided that at the age of 37 is now an okay time for states to change their laws so that children are in school 12 out of or 11 out of 12 months a year with four weeks worth of breaks interspersed for things like Christmas, New Year's, spring break, and, and maybe a week in the summer. Please send your emails to him. <laughs> I think most, I think most adults would agree for the simple fact, like when I'm going out, go to the mall, have all these people, children loitering around we go to the movie theater all these children loitering around some of us love I'm children like, luke some of us really love children and like having them around ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just convinced because it makes movie it makes movie going much more enjoyable when you can just go in and you don't have to worry about a bunch of teenagers making noise and doing all this other stuff in the theater while you're there wow <laughs> i know Let's talk a little TV. So the musical episode is sort of a, I want to say cliche. It's not a cliche, but it is a trope. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. It is a trope that various shows have pulled off. Some of them have done it much better than others. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical episode was very well received. There um, have been other shows. Then we have entire shows like Glee and like um, Empire, which are completely based on musical performances. But Um, for shows that aren't, but for shows that aren't like Glee and Empire, a lot of times you'll see, a musical episode later in their run, at least the shows that I'm familiar with this taking place on. It's not usually something that happens in the second season, but we're getting a Supergirl flash pair of musical episodes, major groaning in the background here. Well, the thing is both of the, the leads of both of those shows were on Glee. Both of them can definitely sing. There's I mean, I have no doubt at their ability to pull off the performance itself. But the moment I heard it, I was like, why is this happening in the second season of Supergirl? Why are we not waiting three, four seasons? And for flash, it's like, couldn't it have been a couple more seasons from now? 
But then again, they're trying to capitalize on two things. First, they need to get as much buzz as they possibly can because Supergirl had problems on C on CBS, so that's why it's moved to the CW in the first place, so they need as much press as they can get. And second, if there's any residual Glee fans around who remember either of those two as performers, this might be a chance to broaden the demographics for the show outside of the normal geek character or geek viewers or that are tuning rid, in. Get rid of some of us who wouldn't see it. Well, but <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that a musical episode in of itself is a disqualifier. I just think that it seems like it's way too early for Supergirl and it is a little too early for the Flash. What are your thoughts on a Oh, I think you've, you've already gathered what my direction is on this. I think it's sillier than hell in a superhero series to do it to do a musical. I mean, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I love. I love the mus musical interludes. I, I really enjoyed that show partly because of those. Some of these shows do are wonderful with the musical. Uh, it, it allowed me to watch some of the Glee episodes because I, I did enjoy the singing and, and dancing. Uh, but, you know, first we have Supergirl and, and Flash having a musical show, musical interludes, all that kind of stuff. And we have and we have the super we have the Henry Cavill Ben Affleck dance off. I mean, Superman versus Batman. Uh, I don't think you're, I don't think Warder would even go that far. I hope though, not. But though, no, to I, be fair, that might actually get more box office dollars than that, <laughs> what Batman versus it, Superman did. True, it might actually. But yeah, I <laughs> honest to god, I just you know, I've read super, I've read comic books all my life. I just can't I can't feature it. I can't picture it. It just makes Supergirl okay. always seems to already seems too fuzzy bunny for me. That, that you're you're gonna make you're gonna make me defend this now, and I'm not I'm, even looking forward to it. But in a world with alternate realities, in a world where alternate, yeah, yes. in a world with alternate realities, uh, different timelines, king sharks, is it really that preposterous to have a musical episode? They they can do it as a one off and have some sort of simple explanation as to why this is taking place. It could even possibly be a giant dream sequence. I don't know. Red kryptonite. Oh, well, sorry, that's the wrong <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, might, that would impact Supergirl. That but would, yes. Uh, uh, but still. So, yeah. <laughs> you, so you're not looking forward to it. No, I'm looking forward to that about as much as I am the Sharknado versus Cownado movie. <laughs> I saw okay. I saw that and I honest to God, I crapped my drawers. I literally crapped my drawers. Not figuratively. I literally crapped my drawers. Craig, so none of us ever want to know about your incontinence. Oh my God. Cow NATO and, and Supergirl dancing is with with Flash. Yeah, that, that really excites my my interest. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't I can't even fathom it. I'll, I'll probably have to watch it just so I can laugh and never watch the show again or something. You're going to have to watch it because we will be discussing it on this podcast. So you will have to watch as long it. as I can be as harsh as I want. I'm fine with that. Wow. I have to see Amanda Waller. You have to watch it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where do we go from there? Well, I'm going to go to the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, good. We haven't discussed this on the podcast, but I want, but I think we have offline. Have you watched Killjoys? Yes, I thoroughly enjoy Killjoys. It has a shortage of characters, which actually helps, but I think it's I think it's very interesting. I haven't Here's the thing. I, I loved 
I loved Killjoys in season one. Yeah. And season two has been um, airing this summer and something feels off about it. I was trying to figure this out and I was discussing with some of our loyal listeners from Pop Confidential and Daytime Confidential about it. And they pointed out that maybe what it is is that the big bad seems so invisible and you can't really pin anything. I feel like there's too much going on in terms of who the villain is. The sixes, the the people who are above the sixes, and then you have the mystery about what's going on in Old Town. I still love the characters. I love the fact that every week it's like, how quick can they get uh, Luke McFarlane's shirt off? Because he can't seem to go a single episode without that. But the Jacoby brothers, I still like them. I love Dutch. Dutch is a great character. I love that she's so badass, takes no prisoners, and almost apologizes for nothing. I love those three characters. I even love the Potter character. John Jacoby's girlfriend. I love that they've um, fleshed out her role in it in the second season, but something feels off for me. I I'm still going to watch it. I still loyally, I record it. I actually, it's the first thing I watch either Friday night as I'm winding down or Saturday afternoon, but something feels off. So what are you thinking of the second season? I tend to agree with you. It's it to me, it feels confusing and like they haven't actually made decisions yet. So they don't really know themselves where it's going. That's how it feels. I'm not sure that's correct, but it does feel kind of like that. Like, like make up your mind, set a direction and we'll follow you along in that direction. But yeah, I do love, I do love the main character. She is a badass, and she, she's not, she doesn't Dutch. Yeah. Dutch. She doesn't apologize for anything, but she, you can see that she is conflicted about some of her actions. And I love the I love the last the last episode last season where she's uh, trying to protect an old friend and it didn't work out very well. Um, I did I do love her. She is she's an awesome character. Uh, female. She's basically the most important character in the in the series so far. Absolutely. And I'm just by by hands down. So she's she's absolutely terrific. And uh, yeah, it's but yeah, it it seems kind of puzzling at the moment. Like it, like it doesn't really have a. a a theme you can kind of latch onto. There's no, there's no real big bad that you can really boo and hiss at, you know? I agree. So as we're winding this up, what are your, what is your recommendation for this week? Well, by far it's, it's, it's my, t- I have two recommendations. See stranger things. That is an absolute. I've already gone. Through you can't that. use the same one two weeks I know, in a row. Right? I, I know. But my other one is you have to watch if you haven't done it yet. You have to watch Jessica Jones all the way through to be prepared for the Defenders. And you have to watch the the last two episodes and you'll start to get a hint of where everything's going, where where Luke Cage is going to fit in, where where Daredevil is going to fit in. Well, and Luke Cage is coming out in September. Yep. So and there's a, we are going to be able to see that, and I cannot wait to discuss and that on this And there's a podcast. nice little link in between. There might, be, there might just be a Luke Cage special episode, because had we this podcast aired when Daredevil returned, there would have been a Daredevil special Indeed. episode. Um, but I fully agree. I'm looking forward to Luke Cage. I'm looking forward to Iron Fist. Jessica Jones is fantastic. It's too long of a wait before it comes back for the next season. God, yes. But I am definitely looking forward to it. My recommendation is 
for a show that I consider the most improved show in sci on the sci-fi channel of 2016, which is Dark Matter. Dark Matter and Killjoys premiered um, last year, and I almost didn't stick with Dark Matter. Basically, how Dark Matter felt was there wasn't as much chemistry. There was good chemistry, but it wasn't as good as I hoped. It also felt like the the writers of that show were throwing up a bunch of different sci-fi space tropes and trying to figure out which of them worked best. And even though they had a umbrella storyline, that's still, for me, when I was watching it, how it felt. This season, everything has been tightened up. Every moment that I'm watching it seems to matter. There, the umbrella storyline matters. The A and or the B and C storyline matter. The characters they've they've changed the cast. It's a little there's it's a little bit more diverse. They've got a few more female characters. The, everything has just come together. I'm caring more about the characters. Uh, they still go by the number for the primary ones, the original cast, which I guess is okay. Maybe some point we'll get it where they don't, but at that point I may just be so accustomed to be calling them five and six and ten and what I mean not ten obviously, but um, two and whatever that it won't like I won't care that they have real names. But I really would recommend Dark Matter if if you want to watch this season. If you were going to just jump into Dark Matter now, I think you could just because of how they framed the last or they framed the finale of the first season and introduced to the second season in this season, everybody starts out at the prison and they're trying to escape the prison. And this is where the new characters are introduced. As long as you know, the basic premise, which is that in the first season, these five people or how many ever it is, six people woke up in a spaceship with their memories wiped and had no clue who they were and had to try and figure out a whole bunch of stuff and then ended up in a prison at the end of the season. If you just know that at ahead of time and then start on season two, I think you could get by with it, but it's but why? dark. Ma- if why? You- why not? Well, watch some <laughs> Netflix. Well, you can, you can, well, I don't, uh, I don't know if dark matters on Netflix. I haven't tried watching it there. Cause I've only ever watched on my DVR. Saved. If you want to watch dark matter, uh, the, the original season on Netflix, if it's there, so be it. But if you're also one of those people who, doesn't have a lot of time, but still wants to check out an enjoyable sci-fi show and are afraid that you can't jump in. I think you can. I think in season two, the way they structured the beginning of the season that you can jump in without a lot of knowledge of the previous season, other than the basics. And you can still enjoy this season where I don't think you could do that with killjoys at this point, killjoys you'd need to watch the first season because otherwise season two will make absolutely no sense. And yes, Dark Matter first season is on Netflix. I have it saved. I'm at Luke's recommendation. I'd started watching it and I just stopped. But Luke, on Luke's recommendation, once again, Craig doesn't always take my recommendations. Not always, and sometimes they're though, bad. But in this case, but but there have also been very good ones. Which uh, Battlestar Galactica was one that you took of mine yes, and enjoyed, even though they ruined my favorite character. We will not get into that. That might be for another episode. Uh, we would, was... 
we would we would encourage you to comment on this episode at uh, geekconfidential.com. That is going to be going live this week. In the meantime, you can hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com slash gkconfidential. If you have a topic that you want us to discuss on the podcast, include the hashtag gkpodcast. And I will because I will be following that thread looking for people's questions. And um, now always... a special feature by Luke. He's going to define trope for those of us who don't have access, no, I am to, access to the geek dictionary. <laughs> uh, you could you could always find me on Twitter, twitter.com uh, slash Luke underscore Kerr. Craig, where can they find you? <laughs> uh, Z Movie Maniac on Twitter. <laughs> and he is a ma- maniac. Folks, I, I am indeed. I <laughs> That I have to put up with. A well-known maniac. For, for <laughs> over decades. Well, not decades. Over a decade. It, wait, Craig. Is it really? It's going to be. Wait, it's almost. Let's see here. Oh, we got five years before. It's two decades. Yes. Got five years. Okay. I'm not that old yet. Ooh. He is old. Really? Shut it. <laughs> uh, until next time. So long. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>